Welcome to The Thought Locker, a podcast that enables personal growth. In today's episode, I'm going to talk you through what to do if you've found a home that you love. It's a common question that I get asked when people book consultations with me, which you can do through my website, where they have uh, found a property that they really, really like, and they're just not sure what the next steps are. The goal of this podcast is really just to prime you with the right questions to find out the information you need. Every single situation, every property is different, uh, but there are some pretty standard rules here which will put you on the right track next time you find a property you really like. So, first up, I'm presuming you've been to the house and you've checked it out and it's definitely one for you. It's on your, it's on your short list. Uh, you're thinking you, you might want to try and buy it. Uh, so, first up is knowing what questions to ask the agent. And you've probably got many about the actual property itself, but some of the key ones to make sure that you cover off are what information is available, what reports or documents do they have on file that they can give you. Uh, This might be a limb report, this could be a builder's inspection report, this could be the title of the home, this potentially could be an offer document, could be a rental appraisal. There's a wide spectrum of possible information. Some agents provide a lot, some agents provide very little, but it's important to ask what they do have so that you can judge what you'll need to find yourself uh, and also have a look at what the owner's providing just to see whether you whether you trust that information and whether you want to verify it yourself too. The next question I would ask is, how can I buy this home? What's the process if you want to make an offer? This is so important because every single real estate company differs in how they approach this step. So... First of all, you've got your different ways of buying like auction or tender uh, and you've got variations within those. You've got auctions that can be sold prior. You've got tenders that can be sold prior. Sometimes they'll say, no, we're not taking any offers until the date. You've got buyer inquiry over processes. You've got fixed asking price strategies and and you want to know if you make an offer today, when's that going to go in front of the owner? Can you even make an offer today or will they not look at offers until a certain date? understand exactly what their process is so you don't fall into the trap of getting caught um, making an offer and then finding out you're going to have to wait seven days before anything happens with it you don't want to play your cards too early if you if you're not going to get an answer quickly so what's the process you want to know about their deadline situation so if it's not an auction or a tender and you make an offer the agent will probably still do what's called a, a calling for interest So your offer comes in in writing. At that point, they call everybody else who has shown interest in the property and ask if they want to make an offer as well. And at that point, they might set a 24, 48-hour deadline for other offers to come in by. And this could come as a surprise to you if you think, well, it's not a tender. Why am I in a multiple offer situation? But this is a very common process that most real estate companies will go through so just a heads up that that'll probably happen they'll probably call for interest and uh, but you want to understand before you offer how long that's going to take how long does the agent allow for that sort of I guess situation to unfold so also a good time then to ask about competition and try and ascertain from the agent how many people are showing interest in the home uh Chances are they might overplay this, uh, so take it with a grain of salt, but it's useful information to know. The other key guide to this is how many people are at the open home viewing. You know, if it's only you there, then there's a a decent chance there might not be too much interest, but if there's 30 groups going through at once, chances are there might be other people that want to give that home a go as well. 
The next step in the process is you're going to research pricing. So there's a couple of easy steps here. You can ask the agent if they've got a price guide. You can go and visit homes.co.nz, H-O-M-E-S.co.nz, see what their estimate for the property is. You can go to Trade Me Property Insights. So it's trademe.co.nz slash property slash insights. Or you can just Google Trade Me Property Insights and it'll take you straight there. And you can look up the property there and it'll give you another online home estimate. Uh, and you can also use oneroof.co.nz and that's another online estimate tool. Those are three data points which they're not going to be perfect guides to value but they're just going to give you information that helps you make an informed decision. And in this scenario, the more information you have, the better. The next thing you want to do is ask the agent, what recent sales have you compared this home to? What are the properties of sold in this area that are somewhat similar to this property? Maybe not perfectly comparable, but what's something that's similar that sold recently? Preferably, you're looking for half a dozen sales here that you can work with. A good agent should be able to supply those to you. Sometimes you get properties which don't have too many comparable sales, you know, so that might be a a lifestyle property where there hasn't been a, a similar sale in the last six months. So ask the agent for properties that have sold in that area, even if they're not similar in the last six months. What you want to do then is actually go for a drive past those properties. If you've seen them earlier in your buying journey, then that's awesome. But if you haven't, go for a drive past and just look at the access. Obviously, you can't go on the property, but just look, try and figure out the sun aspect, Try and think about the location. Try and think, is this home better or worse, as far as you can tell, from the one you're trying to buy? Look at what it's sold for. And this is another data point which is going to help you make an informed decision. One cool tip is that with more and more websites, property websites online, you can often look up the address in Google and actually see all the photos from when that recent sale was on the market. So it might have been for sale three months ago, but if you Google the address, you can still look at all the 20 photos of the inside of the property. And that'll help you further understand how comparable it is to the property you're looking at right now. So I know it sounds weird to go and look at sales. What do you care about houses that are sold? You can't buy them. I know, I understand that, but this is going to help you make a smart decision when it comes to knowing what to offer on the one that you're looking at. Don't skip this research step. It's the most important way Uh, most important strategy or or tool you have to get educated. Another question you want to ask the agent is, what do I need to know about this home? Every agent is duty-bound to disclose any known issues to you. But often, you know, in certain circumstances, this can come about when you make an offer. You know, you you go to fill in an offer form and suddenly the agent pulls out a disclosure sheet and shares with you a a series of things that you might not have known. Like, you know, maybe the fence isn't on the right boundary line or maybe that carport isn't consented. And when you're making an offer, sometimes it's quite late in the process. You know, you've already become pretty emotionally attached. So it's nice to discover these things earlier on so that you can either mentally adjust to them and get used to the idea of them or you can make a plan for how you're going to remedy those issues so i like to ask early on in the process what do i need to know about this home what disclosures do you have bear in mind that disclosures can come out during the marketing so if the agent shares something with you two weeks in that they didn't tell you at the start doesn't necessarily mean they've been hiding it a lot of times when you're an agent, you don't find things out about a property till you're a little bit further into the into the process, till someone gets a builder through and discovers something, or till you get a limb report which shares that you know there's a there's a missing consent or an, an um, you know an incompleted building consent or, or something along those lines. 
So some be aware that sometimes these bits of information can come out during the process. The next step I would take is to get in touch with your bank or mortgage broker. So before you go too far, you want to understand whether you're going to be able to buy this place. You want to give your mortgage broker a heads up that, hey, this is the property I'm looking at. We're pretty serious about it. We think we're going to give it a shot and make an offer. What do you think? In a really hot market, if you've got the right sort of finance arrangement, sometimes your bank or mortgage broker will actually pre-approve you unconditionally for certain properties. Now, this really depends on the property, but sometimes they will say, okay, yes, if you can get us the sale and purchase agreement and we can review this property online, sometimes they want to see the builder support. They'll say, yes, we'll approve you unconditionally. So that means you can offer without a finance clause, which definitely speak to your lawyer before you go ahead and do something like that. But it's what a lot of buyers are doing to win these multiple offer situations in a really hot market. A question that often comes up is when should you involve your lawyer? And my advice is right from the start. Basically, as soon as you've asked those discovery questions, as soon as you've researched pricing, as soon as you've figured out that this is a property you're really keen on, I'd get your lawyer involved and I would forward them any information that you have, whether it's the title of the property. If they've got a limb report, I'd pass that on. The sale and purchase agreement, the draft one that you might be able to get from the real estate agent, I would pass those things on to your lawyer and just give them a heads up that you're thinking about this home. If there's a deadline on it, if it's got a tender or auction date, give your lawyer a heads up that that's the date that you'll be working to. Next question, should you get a builder's report before you make an offer? This is a common one that comes up where buyers have found a home they really like, maybe the owner hasn't provided a builder's report, or if they have, you still want to get your own one as well. Should you invest in that knowing that there's a chance you might miss out if you don't don't win the offering and, and you end up spending money on a builder's report for a house you don't get? Now, it can be really worthwhile investing in a builder's report up front, even if you risk missing out. But I would judge whether you need to do that on the competition level that you see for that property. So you kind of want to try and work out how many other people are going to be offering on this home. It is a hard hard question to answer, but I'd talk to the agent, go to the open home, see how many other people you see there, look at how many hits it's had on Me, how long has it been on the market. Uh, if it's been on the market for two and a half months and, and there haven't been any offers in the last few weeks, you can probably make your offer subject to a builder support. You know, if it's a three-week tender in Wellington and the agent says they've got, you know, 10 people that have had second looks and there's 30 groups at the open home, maybe you want to get your builder support done before the tender date to give you yourselves a decent chance of, of giving it a shot. The other contributing factor is probably how long you've been looking. If it's the first time you've made your offer, I'd probably just make it subject to getting a builder support. So that means you're putting in an offer with a condition that you'll get a builder support later if you win the bid. If you, if sorry, if you win the the multiple offer situation. Whereas if you've missed out on four or five houses and you're getting pretty sick of it, maybe you want to stump up for a builder support first to give yourself the best shot at this house. The other contributing factor might be how much do you like this home? Is it your dream home? Is it the perfect one? Is it the one you've been waiting for? Then you need to do everything you can to maximize your chances of getting that home. If, on the other hand, it's a home that you quite like, it's pretty cool. You'd be happy living there, but it's not, you know, it's not the one. Uh, it's not your house equivalent of a soulmate. Then maybe you don't need to get a builder support first. Maybe you want to give it an offer, um, but maybe you put in a condition that you'll get that builder support later on. So should you get a bit of support? It really depends on the situation. Another point on, on that note is 
you know, don't skimp on getting good advice before you make an offer. You know, yes, there's a risk that you'll spend this money and not get the home. Uh, but if you're going out looking to buy a property and you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and you want to get it right, then just put aside a budget for research. You know, like say you put aside five grand for builder supports and lawyers fees on researching properties. You might end up missing out on three houses, but you get the fourth one, you know, and, and, and you might spend $3,000 on those houses that you missed out on. But put that down to that was your research cost of buying a home. Don't say it was wasted money. Say it was money that you set aside to do the right research on any home you were looking at. You know, this is, uh, I've said in the past, you know, this is like big kids monopoly. You know, this is not the time to skimp on costs. And there are some costs involved if you want to do it right. So at the start of the process, if you can, set aside some money for research and don't be upset when you miss out on a property that's sometimes just part of the process. Another question that's really common if the property is a, on a fixed deadline sale process, like a tender or an auction, should you offer early? Let's say it's an auction in three weeks' time and you really love this house. One of the questions that comes up straight away is, should I offer now? Should I try and beat the competition by putting in an offer at this point? Answer to that really comes down to how much time you've got available. You know, If it's three to four weeks out from the auction, I can understand putting an offer in early. You've got to understand that as soon as you make an early offer, it takes three to five days, sometimes a week for that to get in front of the owner, for the owner to think about it, for them to decide to bring the off the auction date forward, to contact every other buyer who's been keen on the place, to set the auction, to organize the auctioneer, to book a time at the office to do it or in the auction room. So even if you make the offer now, it's, it could be a week before the brought forward auction date actually occurs. Uh, so... If you've got three or four weeks before the, the, the advertised date, then cool. If it's one or two weeks out from the advertised auction date, there's probably not much point trying to bring it forward. You know, an owner's not going to bring the auction forward two days in most circumstances. Or if it's set for Tuesday next week, they're not going to bring it forward to Friday this week. It's just it kind of at that late stage, you might as well just see the process through. The other thing about offering early is that you are playing your cards uh, very early. So, you know, consider if that's what you want to do. Uh, with an auction, it's quite nice to wait for the actual day and just see how things unfold and see what your competition is, see where they start the bidding. If you make an early offer, you don't know if you might have been able to actually buy it a little bit cheaper later on. Tender, it's probably a little bit different. Uh, you know, you if you can offer early and if you can um, secure the property early at a price that you would have paid at the tender anyway, then to me that makes sense to, to put in an early offer. Uh, for what it's worth, when I was selling properties, I always advised owners not to consider early offers, to actually not sell before the tender day. Reason for that is, in my opinion, the price for the owner was always better on the tender day. The price was always better when you gave buyers one chance to buy that home. So on the flip side, if you're a buyer and the agent is going to let you offer early, I would take advantage of that, especially in a tender where you're going to be giving the other competition less time to get themselves ready. And you still get two goes at it. You know, if you offer early in a tender and the owner turns it down, you can still have another go at the tender. Whereas if you wait till the advertised tender day, you'll probably only get that one shot at it. So to recap, questions to ask the agent. What info is available? How can I buy this home? What's the process if I make an offer? Go and do your research around pricing. Look at recent comparable sales. Ask the agent for that information. Ask, what do I need to know about this home? 
get in touch with your mortgage broker or your bank, get your lawyer involved early, even if it's just a heads up that you're thinking about offering on this house. Maybe pre-book an appointment with your lawyer a couple of days before the tender closes or the day before the tender closes. A, to make sure that you get a slot in their diary, but just to, to make you feel organized. Should you get a bit of support? Depends on your situation, but if this house is the one, if you don't want to miss out on it, if you're sick of missing out, get get stuck in would be my advice. If it's a fixed deadline, auction or tender, and you're thinking about offering early, try and judge that on the competition. Again, I didn't mention this with tenders, but one of the one of the steps there is if you're offering on a tender and you're not sure whether to offer early, maybe you could look at how much competition that uh, you think that property is going to generate. One, one last point I'll cover off. If it's not an auction or a tender, sometimes there's a question of when is the right time of week to offer? And this is a small factor. I mean, the right time of the week is, is, is when you feel ready. But it would be my opinion that, you know, offering on a Friday is usually suboptimal. Uh, what's going to happen there is the agent's often going to want to still run the open home on Sunday. The owner's still going to want the open home on Sunday. And so you might end up not having your offer presented until Sunday night or Monday, which means it's been sitting there for three days and there's that much time for other people to get interested. I would offer early in the week if you can. I would offer on a Monday or a Tuesday with the expectation that you should be uh, hoping for an answer from the agent, from the owner within a day or two. That's what's reasonable. Uh, if they're taking longer than that, then, then, then I would suggest pushing back pretty hard. The only exception to that is when a property first goes on the market, some agencies have a rule that they won't take any offers to the owner until it's been on the market seven days, which I think is a, a, is a good rule in general. Okay, so there's my tips for what to do when you've found a home you love. One final tip I'll give you about making offers is if you make an offer through any sort of strategy and you don't hear back straight away like I'm, th- I'm saying the offer's been presented to the owner but you haven't had an answer straight away sometimes after a day two days even three days don't panic often what this means is that the owner is considering your offer and if they're considering your offer that's a good thing the best thing you can give an owner is time you know if your offer is a bit lower than where they were hoping to to sell the property uh then you know, it's not easy for an owner to just suddenly accept that straight away. Sometimes they need a night or two to talk to family to decide if, if they want to just move on with life and, and get on with it. So a lot of buyers make an offer that's sort of on the lower end and then get upset when they don't get an answer straight away. Try and think about it from an owner's point of view. Let them think about it if they want to. Resist the urge to put a deadline on your offer would be my advice as well. You know, that's a, a dangerous game that you can fall into where you say, I'm going to put a 24-hour deadline on this offer. All that does, in my experience, is upset the owners and create you know, antagonizes the situation. And if you're asking them to take an offer that's lower than what they were hoping to get, that's not going to help your offer get accepted. All right. Hope you find those tips useful. Hope you, hope you enjoyed that little episode. Uh, stay safe out there. Get the right advice. Ask the right questions. And best of luck on your buying journey. This episode is brought to you by Agent Monday an exclusive content marketing service for real estate professionals. At Agent Monday, we give you helpful, educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. You can find out more at agentmonday.com.